Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. second attempt. That one is no good. They battle for it. Loose ball. Recovered. Marvin, he scores. 17 seconds left. And he was fouled. Foul is on Patrick Johnson. I mean, you won't hear many bigger pops in a game than that right there, man. That play, I've cut it up several times for the ACC Digital Network. One of the greatest plays in Carolina Duke history, that was Marvin Williams getting that board, the put back, and three the hard way. Just goosebumpy all around. Like, when you think of how a sports, a, a final call is supposed to sound, it sounds like that, where then the crowd goes absolutely nutso. In that kind of environment, that is a hell of a call. We welcome back friend of the show on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. He was the ACC Rookie of the Year in 2005, also an ACC All-Freshman team member and NCAA champion, went on to be the number two pick of the NBA draft, where he scored over 10,000 points, grabbed over 5,000 rebounds, and dished out over 1,300 dimes. Joining us is Carolina great Marvin Williams. How's it going, Marvin? Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. I mean, we're on the precipice of another huge Carolina Duke game inside of that top 10. And Marvin, we got to know first and foremost, was what we saw from Carolina last year. I'm sure as an alum that you were quite disappointed. So what has been your thoughts thus far on this Carolina team and their potential? You know what, guys, honestly, man, no matter how the guys perform, you know, year in and year out, I'm always proud to just kind of see them go out there and compete. Um, you know, obviously we didn't have the result that we wanted to last year, but, you know, Coach Davis and the guys were committed to coming back stronger this year, and thus far they've done it. You know, they've certainly been out there, and they've competed every single night. They've played incredibly hard. Obviously they lost a tough one the other night at Georgia Tech, who's been playing, playing teams tough all year long. So uh, that was a tough loss, but, you know, you have to move on and get ready for the big one tomorrow night. Yeah, and so we know that from your vantage point, being in that locker room, being a part of Carolina culture, I know that there are things that you can see that – fans may not be able to. So as far as just a, a change in this team from a cultural perspective, what do you think has really spurred them to have this start that they've had? You know, I think sometimes when you lose, um, you know, it does kind of light a fire in you a little bit to, to really come back and do better. And I think the one thing that everybody knows is that when you play basketball in Chapel Hill, they expect you to win and they expect you to win big. And that's just because of the history of the program. That's just the history of the school. You know, we, we've had so much success over the years uh, so many great players over the years, and they've, they've won at a really, really high level. So when you're in Chapel Hill, man, you put that jersey on, everybody expects you to win. And when you kind of fall short of that, you know, it certainly does light a fire, and it does motivate you to come back. And they do kind of want to redeem themselves. And that's what you're seeing with uh, with, with Armando and uh, with RJ. They're really leading the pack right now, and 
some of the new additions that are adding, chipping in. It's, 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 it's a really good mix right now. They're playing really well. Well, and Marvin, I mean, you, you see North Carolina lose this game to Georgia Tech, and I think so many people would say North Carolina was focused on the Duke game. They were trying to just get over this one against the Yellow Jackets because the real one was happening in uh, going on on Saturday. Now, you in 2004-2005, the, the Heels beat Duke in, uh, or excuse me, they won their previous games each of the time that they played Duke the next game out is that a real thing though like is that is that really tough to focus on the game before you play duke is that something that you guys had to try to remain focused on uh, honestly it wasn't difficult for us because of what we were trying to accomplish you know and coach williams was so so great on that like he never never let you look ahead of anything you focus on the team that you have to play next you know no matter who it is if the record is 0 and 20 if you're playing someone that's 20 and 0 you focus on the task at hand so when i remember when we were playing you know, you just focus on the game that you're getting ready for. You, you worry about Duke when it's time to play Duke. Now, obviously, when you have a game like that on a schedule, I think sometimes um, a team maybe can, you know, look ahead. Not saying that that's what Carolina did. I highly doubt that's what they did. Right. Coach Davis being a former player and, you know, a phenomenal coach. I'm sure he would not let those guys do that. But I think sometimes just in sports period, you may kind of look past the game because uh, you're so excited for a, for a bigger game, a rivalry game. But I certainly don't think that's what Carolina did. Georgia Tech played well, man. Take nothing away from them. They played really well. Well, and, and something I want to ask you about, too, is, okay, you have a, a lot of newcomers to this team. Harrison Ingram, Cormac Ryan, Jalen Withers, Elliot Cadeau is the freshman. What kind of advice did you get before your first North Carolina Duke game that these guys might be getting from some of the other legends that have performed with that program? Um. I just remember how loud everyone kept telling me it was going to be, and they did not disappoint in Cameron. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I tell people all the time, and I, I genuinely had a headache when I left that, that arena. Like, my head was just pounding because it was so loud in both games. I mean, even when we returned, coming back to Chapel Hill, you know, obviously the Smiths had probably two times the size of Cameron. So um, I just remember how loud it is, how intense it was. Um, I think those are the things that the guys kind of told us about. Coach was preaching about that the entire week. We were getting ready to play them, but – um, just for anybody that's never played in it, you know, and I'm sure that there are rivalries everywhere in the country, right? It doesn't matter what school you go to, who you play for, but there's, it's just something different about this matchup. It doesn't matter how well or how poorly the teams have been playing. It doesn't matter how well or poorly the person has been playing. When the, when the guys put the uniform on, you know, tomorrow night, that's, that's all, it's about Carolina and Duke. That's all, that's all that matters. So it'll be a good game. Marvin, when you look at a guy like Armando Baycott that, that's been in school at five seasons to this point at Chapel Hill and just the last few games for him been in the single digits and not quite had the dominant type of season you would expect with a guy of his tenure, what do you see from Baycott and how huge do you think he's going to be tomorrow night? Well, Armando will be great. He'll be just fine. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. When you see the numbers that he's done throughout the course of his career, when he does have a couple of games where he may be a little more quiet, everybody's like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, but he almost teases you. It's kind of like when Russell Westbrook was averaging the triple-double. You know, now, now he has a season where he's averaging, you know, 18-7-7, and, and people are like, man, what is going on with Russ? But 18-7-7 is phenomenal, you know what I mean? So you just kind of get used. They set the bar, a standard, so high. And when they're not meeting that standard for a couple of nights, you know, guys kind of they start to panic a little bit. But Armando's a seasoned, seasoned pro, man. He's, he's been in Chapel Hill a very, very long time. He's had an incredible career. His jersey will go on the Raptors one day, hopefully. So 
I totally expect him to be ready for tomorrow night. No question. It's Tar Heel great Marvin Williams, also champion, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. All right, Marvin, I want to go back to the highlight that you just heard coming on to the show. Take us through the play in 05 when you hit the and one to beat Duke at home. <laughs> what was going through your mind? Amidst, I watched the, the, the clip back. I mean, that basketball was pinballing all over the place in the paint, and then you hot potato it in as you get fouled. What was going through your mind that you can remember on that play? Um, first and foremost, I, I, I was really um, excited that we had put ourselves in a position to win that game. If you remember, we were down nine maybe a couple minutes yeah. ago against yeah. a really, really good Duke team. You know, really good. They were ready to put us away. But I just remember the guys, we just kept fighting. That's all we kept saying, just hanging there. Still had a couple minutes, and we just kind of made play after play after play. And when Ray got fouled and he steps into the line, honestly, Ray's a phenomenal free throw shooter, so I thought he was going to make it. But when it came off, obviously I went for the rebound and it kind of bounced around. It was kind of right place, right time, one of those things. But I do remember shooting the shot. I do not even remember hearing the whistle, which is crazy. Um, it's so funny. I was just t- uh, speaking to one of my former teammates, Jesse Holly, um, who you guys know played basketball yeah. and football in Chapel Hill. And uh, he sent the he sent the play to me the other day, and I was like, man, it, it's crazy because we can both still kind of feel it. Every time you watch it, you can still really feel that energy. It's just a really cool thing to be a part of, man. I'm super thankful for it for sure. Well, do you remember David Noel picking you up? Like that's something I forgot about, <laughs> but it was the whole huddle and coming together, and then there's Noel just lifting you up in celebration. But it seemed like you're just so focused on everything. You're hyped as hell. Uh, do you remember Noel coming over? Also, a former football player, I, I, if I remember correctly, coming over there and picking you up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a former former football player. Should be a former strongman, honestly. He's big and strong as Dave is. But I do remember that, obviously. Like I said, that, that's a play. That's something that I will never, ever forget. It's certainly certainly thankful for the opportunity. I've been a part of something like that. Super happy that we were able to kind of get some revenge and, and win that game. I think we won the ACC outright, actually, winning that game, if I remember correctly. But uh, it, it was just a great night, man. I'm super thankful. I'm very blessed for the opportunity. Marvin, how much does the the old player just still sit inside of you to where you wake up and you know it's the day of the game and that adrenaline gets going because you know it's Duke and Carolina? And does that come out <laughs> a lot when you're trying to watch the game? You try to enjoy it, but just the, the player in you, you just can't let it go, man. You get involved. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny you say that because I feel that, you know, every night when I'm watching the Hornets play, I'm obviously having a chance to work with them in the organization. I, I feel that sometimes still as a former player, and then obviously the Carolina Duke game. But anytime you watch the Heels play, anytime I watch the Hornets play, you know, you always feel that. You know, I'm a basketball player. So God bless me to do it's what he made me to do. So I'm always going to feel it anytime I watch the game or anytime I'm around it. But, you know, my time has come and gone, and I'm thankful for it, and I had a great time with it. So I just kind of cheer for the guys that are doing it now. What are some of the, the vital things that you feel like North Carolina needs to do tomorrow to, to get this win? I think the biggest thing when you're playing in a game of like this magnitude is don't try to do anything that you don't normally do. Just be who you are. They've played more than well enough to win tomorrow night. Uh, they've been incredibly strong. They've been together. Uh, they've, they've faced some adversity and overcome it. So just go out and do what you normally do. I mean, it's, it's, it's easier to say, you know, as we're sitting here talking on the radio, and it's going to be tough tomorrow night when you get out there and you feel the energy. But, I mean, the, we have great senior leadership, man, guys that have been there before. They've played a big, big game. They perform well in big, big games. So, you just go out there and do what your, your your team is capable of doing. Don't try to worry about anything else. Don't try to do too much. Just play your game, and everything will be fun. Marvin Williams joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. All right, Marvin, I want to ask you, what was Roy Williams' mood like in the week leading up to the Duke game? 
compared to maybe the few <laughs> days leading up to the NC State game? Like, what were the differences and what were some of the similarities? Honestly, you guys, she's actually the same. Um, I actually kind of feel like he might be a little more intense if we were possibly playing like a smaller school because he didn't really want like any kind of letdown or drop off or anything like that. Um, but I do feel, he, I mean, he's always the same. The one thing about coach, man, you guys could be speed walking. You could play Uno. He could be coaching the national championship. He wants to win. And that's the bottom line. So he's going to prepare every single day because he wants to win. He loves to win. He's a competitor. And that's what I think what all of his players love about him the most is that he does love to compete and he does love to win. So it doesn't matter who you're playing with, Coach, man. It doesn't matter how big the game is, how small the game is. If you're competing in something, he wants to win. And so that's how he prepares for every game. Did the feelings change between playing those two schools for the players? Like, Did you feel any differently uh, alongside some of the players like Raymond and Sean May who had played those teams multiple times already? Uh, Sure. Having it been my first time, you know, obviously playing, you know, the the big Carolina Duke game and growing up as a kid, always watching, you know, those, those, those matches with my dad. You know, obviously, it felt a little. Uh, it felt a little different for me, certainly. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, you just you just want to go out there and compete. The biggest thing too is like campus. You know, you forget about campus. You know, everybody is so excited for the game. So when you're in class or when you're walking through campus or whatever the case may be, you just feel the energy. You feel the buzz for the game. So everybody's looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be another great game, just as it always is. And I'm sure the players out there on both sides uh, tomorrow night will be ready to compete and have a good time. Marvin Williams joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Marvin, I got one more question for you before we get you out of here. We're going to do a UNC Duke draft Mm -hmm. uh, before this show is over with. And so I got to ask you, if you had the first pick in this draft, who would be your guy that you would take all time, Carolina and Duke? I mean, the easy pick is Jordan, right? (laughs) It is. that's, (laughs) That's the easy pick. But I will say this, for me personally, um, Sean may had what 20 and 20 both times we played them. Um, I think it was, I don't know, 22 and 23, just something absolutely ridiculous. Both times we played them. So I think to not take Sean or to not take Tyler Hansborough, who has never lost in Cameron would, 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 would kind of be silly. And that's no disrespect to any other former greats, but just for me playing with Sean May and seeing what he did in those two matchups, I would, I would definitely probably go with Sean personally. Uh, Marvin, there's going to be 15 picks. Like, yeah, you only played one year. But it was a pretty big year. You got a game winner against Duke. You got a championship. Uh, right now, are you telling me that you should be a top 15 pick in this matchup? Because you're going to be on the table. Uh, no, I'm not telling you that. I can probably name 20 or 25 guys. Okay. That could probably go before me for sure. Very. Um, but if you, if you know, 100%. No, I'm not saying that. It's probably 2025 guys that I would take before I took myself for sure. At Very least. humble guy. Well, we might change that. All right. I might go against Marvin, to be honest. Marvin, I'm sorry. I might draft you anyway. We'll have to see, though. All right. Well, well, that, was, <laughs> that was Marvin Williams, former Carolina great, former national champion with the Tar Heels, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Marvin, we appreciate the time, as always, man. Gentlemen, thank you guys very much. Thank you.